Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. Each week we cover a new topic and we open up a new bottle Bottle of wine. wine. And this week, Natalie, we are talking about time management. Time management. Something everybody needs universal and yet not that easy <laughs> it's not that honestly easy. it's really not but we've we've broken it down yeah. into some strategies some things that we've done mm-hmm. that we feel like are really helpful for managing your time yes. so that you can really do it all do it all do it all folks why not why not um but first natalie let's get into this wine let's get into it so we are drinking first of all there's no there's no title on the front of it, but there is a dog on the label, Ooh. which I like. So we don't know what it's called. It's called. <laughs> well, I have to look on the back. Oh, it's a okay. It's a 2017 Hard Point Grenache mm. from Paso Robles. Oh, I don't know where that is. It's like by San Luis Obispo. Oh, okay. So here we go. A little ASMR. Oh moment. yeah, pour it for our listeners. Tick tock, tick tock. It's time management. Actually, I have a wine fact for Ooh. Corinne. And Is this for the our fact listeners. that you've been um, that I've been sitting on away from me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, no, let me just pre- preface this. Yeah. Natalie did me dirty because mm-hmm. yesterday we were talking and she was like, "Oh my god!" Like I have to tell you something, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then she was like, "Nah, never mind. I'll wait for the podcast." I'm like, "Are you <laughs> crazy?" Well, because I thought that How our listeners, <laughs> I thought our listeners might want to know this. How dare you? Dis- let, the disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect. It's the disrespect for me. <laughs> well, listen. Okay, so have you ever heard of blue zones? Like, yeah. oh yeah, I've been I've been in one. Like where people live the longest. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been in one. So I've been in two. Wow. So, um, do you know what all the blue zones have in common? Every single one. Well, I'm assuming it's wine fact. They all drink wine. They all drink alcohol at 5 p.m. So like literally in their chart of how to live longer and like... It's drinking out. It's drinking it's alcohol drinking or al- wine? Well, it's most cultures, it's wine, but mm-hmm. some of them, some of the blue zone cultures, it's just like alcohol. They're saying one to two glasses at five. So oh, literally five. wine at five. So... The, the whole concept is you have it with dinner or with friends. Oh. So I have um, not only ran with this fact, I have sprinted with it. <laughs> I have Usain bolted this fact. And every night now I'm like, oh, 5 p.m. It's time for me to live longer, you guys. Wow. Glug, 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 glug. What have they said about uh, drinking wine at 11 a.m. as we often do for the podcast. For the podcast. <laughs> but hey, we're with friends though. We are with friends. I think the key, they also said that you can't um, like bank it up. So you can't say, um, <laughs> oh. I'm going to have 14 drinks on Saturday because I didn't have two a day. <gasps> right. They're saying, but you can have two two glasses of vino a day. I'm into that. I'm very into it. Wow. So that is a fun fact. I, I am happy you waited for the podcast to tell me that. Because I feel like if our listeners, you know, they like wine, they're drinking with along with us, yeah. pour yourself a glass at five for longevity. For longevity. Yes. <laughs> well, now I'm going to sip. I'm going to take a sip. Yeah, me too. Mm. Whoa. Oh, whoa. 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 This is our first Grenache. Whoa. We will uh, mm. 
We'll talk about this at the end of the episode, yes. but not what I wanted. What I wanted to tell you. Yeah, um, you've had a wild weekend. That I, I, just I had a wild really weekend, and I just about. very briefly before we get into time management, just feel like somebody needs to know this. Yes. Um, that somebody being me. You. Um, I went airsoft. Yes. Gunning, I guess is the is that the terminology? Gunning. Um, I went paint because like back in the day, like my brother would go paintballing. I went airsofting. Airsofting, perhaps. Yeah. So my sister turned twelve, and um, that was her birthday party of choice. Um, (laughs) When you get to the facility, it's set up like a military base training camp. The people there um, that this is their hobby are dressed head to toe in camo um, fight. Gear no, and um, have um, are unloading weapons as if uh, it's the end of the world. Uh-uh. These airsoft guns are legitimately machine. There's machine mode where it just goes, <gasps> and no. um, yeah. So Natalie, I'm heart. I'm I'm hiding and crawling and in dirt, trying to run away from twelve year olds with guns. Worst nightmare of my life. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna tell you, getting hit's not fun. Did they give you any sort of padding or anything? Oh, no. I came. It was 100 degrees. I wore three layers of long sleeves, and I still had welts and uh, bruises on my body. So this is outdoors? Oh, this is outdoors. These people are training for something that we don't know about. Oh, no. The people who are there are some of the scariest human beings I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God. They're fully masked head to toe. You can't even see their face. They're wearing sunglasses Mm -mm. over... Mm-mm. Their face masks. No, no. Mm-mm. And they're like on the ground. Whatever happened to a simple laser tag? I mean, I have an, I have a twelve year old sister. I was literally looking forward to a, a tie dye birthday party. Yes. I was not thinking I was going to be running for my life. Running for <laughs> your actual life. So that was my weekend. Um, that's how I spent my time. Your time. That's how you managed. <laughs> Yeah, time. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> so let's get into it. So yeah, off that, let's let's transition into time management mm-hmm. and uh, why we chose this topic, which is actually really cool. This is our first topic that came in from the, the listener, um, Brandy. Thank you so much for DMing us and asking us to do an episode on time management. I think she said that she's having trouble um, finding the time to do all the things she needs to get done in her day. Yes. And I'm like, aren't we all? can (laughs) relate. I say all the time. I'm like, there are actually not enough hours in the day. Where do people get all this time from? I don't know, but sometimes they blink and it's the end of the day. And I'm like, are you serious? Yes. I know. And you know what? Also... When this episode comes out, we're we're coming up on the holidays. Mm-hmm. They're approaching. Schedules are getting tighter, and it's important that we've got systems in place to get everything done while avoid getting overwhelmed because the holidays are already stressed. They're so stressful, and it's like the another layer of like gifts and all the stuff is like making time to do all the holiday yes. stuff. You with- actually have to make time to like plan out what you're gonna get people or wrapping and there's like also well i mean with the covid of it all it's just there's a lot to be managing there's a lot of time to be juggling um so we're gonna break down a couple of strategies that we've come up with to help you guys better manage your time. The first one being, which seems obvious but there is some technicalities to it Mm -hmm. which is the infamous 
to-do list. To-do list. The to-do list. My to-do list is so scary. <laughs> I look at it and then I just want to cry. Um, but what is helpful about a to-do list is you get it all out on paper and then you're able to kind of move and place things. So our first tip is that weekly... On, like, let's say on Sunday before the start of your week, mm-hmm. just sit down and just literally word vomit onto your piece of paper or your computer, wherever you want to do it, everything that you need to get done. Um, and, and set goals for yourself for the upcoming week. And also make sure that it's accessible and flexible to change mm-hmm. because you never know what, what life's going to throw at you. Yeah. And when we were researching this podcast, because we did do research for this episode, yes. One of the techniques for this weekly um, to-do list was called chunking. chunking. I had never heard and of this. And Natalie was like, what is this? And then I looked into it, and it's basically taking this word vomit list you have, right? Like, get groceries, and then send that email, and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, whatever, this, that, this, that, buy a gift, all that stuff. You chunk those into different, like, subcategories. For example, like, all your personal to do's for the for mm-hmm. the week, like getting that gift for somebody, taking that piece of mail to the post office, mm-hmm. all of those personal things, chunking that into personal, mm-hmm. and then taking all your home stuff and chunking that into under you know a tab that says home, and then work and all that stuff. So just kind of categorizing all of these to-dos as opposed to them being this kind of random hodgepodge list. Yes, that's what mine is. And it's a nightmare. So (laughs) after Corinne explained this, I thought, oh my God, I need to be doing this. Yeah, and then I realized I was already doing it. She was already doing it. She was way ahead of the curve, guys. I didn't know that people weren't chunking. Yeah. it, it, It helps you conceptualize like everything into little like compartments and it's yes. like okay I can do five things for the home today and I can do two things for my personal and then yes. two things for work and being an entrepreneur I have different also like ventures like the right. podcast and my script and yes. my show and there's all these different elements floating all around yeah just so so it, your brain categorizes yes because it compartmentalizes everything mm-hmm. so once you've done the weekly drop of all the information and you see all your stuff and you've chunked it all out Mm -hmm. then every day when you wake up kind of look at your schedule for the day and see which goals from your weekly list you can incorporate into your day with the available time that you have right and then you can go to that weekly schedule and cross off what you've been able to integrate into that particular day Yeah, and what I've found to be really helpful for me is looking at my schedule and then looking at my weekly to-dos and then actually going, and I know this sounds insane, but I have to do it because I have so many things to do in a day. Hour by hour, I write 9 to 10, I'm going to do this, and then 10, 15 to 10, 20, I'm going to do, like I have to, all the way. advanced, people. (laughs) All the way, I do it all the way until dinner. I know. Okay, also, can I just say, when we first started talking about this episode a few days ago, I was like, she's, Corinne goes, I feel like everybody does this. (laughs) And I'm just staring at her like, excuse me, down to the hour? No. I said, my, and then I showed her my planner, which is a nightmare. I well, we'll get into it. We get to that later on, but we realized that uh, we were operating in different um, centuries, different centuries for our time management strategies, for sure. I'm living in, (laughs) you know, Corinne's in three thousand and eight, and I'm in three thousand and late. But after this episode, I was also truly shocked at the what you were, what you've been doing. I mean, it works for you're super productive. No. uh, 
I'm productive, but it's out of sheer anxiety and panic. <laughs> well, speaking of anxiety and panic, yeah. I, I must tell you how obviously everyone knows my boyfriend Joe. Yes. Um, how He's he, like the star of the show. How he reminds himself to do things throughout the day. Yeah. I don't know if you'll think this is Because I feel a sh- like men don't really like do planners and stuff as much. He has a very tight schedule for his work. So he's always like operating off his schedule. But like let's, you know, instead of this like to-do list, right, that mm-hmm. we have like this running weekly list and then kind of pulling things for your day. If he has to like, let's say, drop something off at UPS, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of like writing it down, he emails himself. What? He e- he sends emails to himself of individual things he has to do, which causes me great anxiety because I cannot have an unread email. And he has like 60 to-dos. <gasps> and oh, so no. I'll be like, oh, make sure you um, on the way over grab some stuff to make tacos. Okay. He'll send himself an email. And then I'll send himself an email again. And they'll send himself so – he has constant notifications. He constantly has notifications and constantly has emails for things he has to do, which that makes me sweat. Oh, no, 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 no. Emails stress me out. I I see one new email and I go, who's mad at me? (laughs) What have I done? Well, it's your damn self. (laughs) It's it's myself. (laughs) Telling me you forgot to pick up tacos, you idiot. So I don't recommend um, Joe's method of emailing yourself everything you have to do, but who knows? But maybe it works for you. Maybe it does. Um, So another strategy that we researched is prioritizing what you have to do by importance. And that's actually called the Eisenhower Matrix. It was developed by President Dwight D. Eisenhower after he had to make a lot of important decisions. (laughs) Clearly, yes. Just the casual president, you know. As the president would have to make a lot of important decisions. Yeah, by job, you know. And um, <laughs> so what he, he did is he created actually this this method of um, of getting things done. Okay. And so you prioritize tasks by urgency and importance into kind of four quadrants. Okay. And so it kind of looks Do like this. Do tell. It looks like a grid with four categories like kind of cut, you know, into fours. Mm-hmm. And one axis is important and not important okay and the other axis goes from urgent to not urgent oh so in like the top left quadrant which would be important and urgent you do that first okay so whatever tasks that need to be done today or tomorrow and are really important you do those first now the next the next that you would go to are the important but not Not urgent. urgent Those ones you schedule. Okay. So like, for example, the one that I looked up, it's like, okay, I want to get back in the gym again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not urgent. Like, right. Tomorrow. Right. Like, you know, maybe, maybe for some. But you're but, like, let's stop putting this off. But you schedule it. You're like, okay, <laughs> yes. I'm going to get back to the gym on this day. And then you, then it's done. Yeah. So the next quadrant that you're looking at is the not important, but urgent tasks. And for those, oh. you delegate, which... I have a lot of trouble doing. We're really bad at that. So it might be things like, we really need you in this meeting right now, or maybe something that's really urgent, but it's not really worth your time or your headspace. Uh That's when you would ask a coworker, you would ask your partner to like, hey, can you handle this? I don't really have, you know, our kids' principles on the phone, but I have to do something else. Can you you answer it? It's urgent, but not like 
critical at the moment. Right. Okay. So that's the third quadrant. The fourth quadrant is the not important and not urgent tasks. And uh, President Eisenhower says to not do that. Don't do anything. Oh, that you just look at it and then get rid of it. Don't do. If oh, it's not important and it's not urgent, what is it? <laughs> that's a good question. What yeah. is it? I think that's another part of time management is realizing things that aren't worth your time. God, I get caught up in that a lot. Or I'm like doing something and then I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah, it's not worth your time. I mean, that's different than having like hobbies that you right. love and enjoy. This is like, right. you know, trying to just get you to through your day. Yes. But yeah. And so some little, a little tip I saw about how to also maximize this whole Eisenhower matrix is mm-hmm. to try to limit yourself to only eight tasks per quadrant. So don't just overflow the, you know, do per first. quadrant? Yeah. So only every day? Well, I mean, you can kind of handle these throughout the week if you want okay. to put them into the week. But you can't have more than eight important urgent tasks. Right. You yes. Just, you won't be Realistically, able to Realistically, you yeah. cannot. <laughs> and just another note that your business and your personal tasks should all be on the same list. So you really have to decide what is important to you? What is urgent for you to do? And Natalie's like rolling her eyes like I could never do this. Well, you know why? Because this is my problem is that I put my personal and my professional tasks all on my really chaotic sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I never get to the personal tasks mm. because I just work myself into the ground. <laughs> But you might realize if you put them into these quadrants that some of your personal stuff is important and it's urgent and you should do them first. Yeah. Prioritize yourself. I need to prioritize myself. Natalie. God. (laughs) Dwight D. Eisenhower taught me this apparently and Corinne. Okay. So moving on to our next tip, it's the five second rule. This is actually something that I utilize. I don't know anything about it. Yes. So... I mean, we're all living in a digital age. We're all at home right now, Mm -hmm. you know. And the number one thing that's throwing everybody off of our time management game is being distracted by our phones. Mm. Preach. Preach. Constant. And if you've seen uh, the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, which I'm sure a lot of you have. I think we plugged in the last episode, too. (laughs) Yes. If you haven't seen it, it's fascinating. Um, Our phones are literally designed to keep us distracted and glued to the screen Mm -hmm. at all times. So it's really hard to break away from it. And according to one study, it takes a person an average of 23 minutes to regain focus after being distracted. That's insane. But I feel, I actually feel that. So the five second rule is a way to stay on task basically just through sheer willpower Mm. and it sounds tough but actually it's super effective so basically all you do is you give yourself five seconds to get out of a really time-sucking habit so for me I'm either just like watching random people's Instagram stories that I don't even know who they are Mm -hmm. or I'm doom scrolling Twitter I love to doom scroll Twitter so you literally in your head or out loud whatever you want to do you go five four three two, one, you li- throw your phone, get rid, close the app, throw your phone, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You count down and it's done. And that's, it actually is so effective. Okay. So we, um, question. Yeah. So is it that I only have five seconds on the app or it's after I realized no. I've been. Yes. So like sometimes I will be 
let's say I'm I'm taking a lunch break, mm-hmm. but then my lunch break turns into, well, now I'm on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? And now I'm on TikTok, mm-hmm. and now I'm you know I'm reading some crazy Filling comments on a BuzzFeed. Quiz. I'm now <laughs> I'm on a BuzzFeed quiz, and you're just like, where? Yeah. Now I've lost a half hour yeah. for no reason. Mm-hmm. Five second roll, we're done. One, two, three, four, five. Toss. Toss. Okay. I'm going to try that. Yeah. It actually helps. It sounds too easy to work, but it does. Mm, And it's it's like a thing, too. It's a thing. Yeah. Okay, so our another... Our another... Okay, so another strategy that we have for time management is finding out what your peak performance time is. And I actually learned this from my mom, who is an accountant, Mm -hmm. and she has her own business, and she kind of has a little bit of like ADHD, Mm -hmm. um, where she gets really distracted easily, and Mm -hmm. she's kind of all over the place. Um, And she figured out that, oh, I work really well between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. For whatever reason, my brain is the sharpest. Yes. And so that's the time where she does most of her work, Mm -hmm. which is probably like a little bit later for everyone, but she just thinks her brain is just sharper then. And so she told me, my sister, she's like, hey, 3 to 7 p.m. if I'm at work, like I am maximizing my time. Don't contact me. Don't call me. (laughs) And so now I know and I'm very- I'm dead to you. (laughs) I'm very conscious of, okay, my mom's like kind of, you know, probably working really hard right now. This can wait or whatever. But I thought that was so interesting. Um, Such an interesting idea of that maybe not all times of the day are your most productive. And so why don't you- I think that's very true. Yeah. Why don't you save the stuff that you really need your attention for, for a time that your brain can actually do it at its best? Yes. So weirdly enough, my brother, he has this weird peak performance schedule where- it's like 4 a.m. to like 10 a.m. And then he sleeps from like 10 to 1 or something and then starts again. Mm-hmm. But that really works. for That would throw me into some sort of crazy spiral. <laughs> do you know what your peak performance time is? Oh, gosh. Um, I do think it's... It's hard when you're us and you just constantly... I'm constantly... We're just constant. It's an illness. Okay? <laughs> We're constantly working. Um, no, I mean, I do think it's probably later in the afternoon, Probably one to four. Yeah. Probably for me. Yeah. Because I don't really get that lunchtime slump. Yeah. Um, but I'm. it takes my brain a long time to turn on in the mornings. Or like Joe, you know, Joe, <laughs> he can, he gets up and he starts writing immediately. Oh, Like really? scripts in the morning. And I'm like, I could never. Wow. I couldn't even see you straight. <laughs> literally like we're cross-eyed we like, cannot wow. see i literally can't we, see we we the two of us forget it so um a great way for you to figure out what your peak performance time is is to track your day or, or even your week mm-hmm. and write down when you are the most productive and when you feel the most sluggish so like i said mm-hmm. in the morning for me and for some people that's yeah, during the morning for others that's the afternoon and then once you find your peak performance time you can adjust those important urgent tasks. Yes. Those Dwight D. Eisenhower tasks. Exactly. To be done during that time of the day. See, work smarter, not harder. Yes. Wow. I love it. I love it. Okay. Our next tip is having useful apps. So as we know, technology can be so distracting. 
But sometimes it can be helpful. But so, sometimes it can be super helpful. And actually, I just recently downloaded an app because I've been struggling with the doom scrolling Twitter and the distractions and people trying to FaceTime me and whatnot. And I got this app called Focus Keeper. Mm-hmm. It's free. And it's based on something called the Pomodoro Technique, which was developed in the late 1980s. And it's based on the psychology that if you're under some sort of time constraint, you're more likely to complete a task without being distracted. Oh my God, Natalie, that is me. Yes. I can only do things if there is a tick time if there yes. was a bomb on my chest yeah okay so you need to get focus keeper it's the only time I can do stuff yes so what it does is it will set a timer for 25 minutes and then when the 25 minutes is up it gives you a five minute short break so basically like you work like focused mm-hmm. full focus for 25 minutes and then for five minutes do your quick little Instagram scroll or answer that text right and then it will kick you back into another 25 minute round and after it's done four rounds of that then it gives you a half hour break I love this yes so you can actually if you don't want to get the app um you can also just do this with a kitchen timer oh yeah or any timer really but I I like the app because it really it just does it all for you and you just push start and it starts. Oh my God. I know. I love, th- this is going to change my life. Yeah. It's actually been so helpful because And also, 25 minutes doesn't feel like too long, it, you know? Exactly. I can really focus on whatever I'm doing for the next 25 minutes and then I'm going to look up a funny video or something for five. Oh and then God. you kind of also are rewarding yourself. Yeah. You know? I love, I live yes. for it. Focus Keeper. Focus Keeper. We will link it in the show, show notes. notes. You just got to swipe up in that uh, podcast app. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another app that... Corinne I, almost was like, oh, this one's not useful. And I thought, what? Well, I thought everybody was doing this. No. Natalie, I don't even know how you're functioning without this, is to use a calendar app. It's just like the one that comes with your phone. So I use the one that um, is on my iPhone, so right. it's just calendar app right. by by Apple. The one, yeah. But also a lot. Most people actually, I feel like, use the Google um, Calendar. Oh God, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> I've literally never heard of that. <laughs> My know. calendar app literally just reminds me when Yom Kippur is. No, and I'm not even Jewish or Muslim. Nothing. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I. I you might be like a lot of people, Natalie, so maybe I do need to explain yes, this. explain this. So this is different than your to-do list. I want to be clear that you should have that separate from your schedule. Your schedule is where you document your meetings, appointments, birthdays, Yom Kippur, <laughs> holidays, things like that, things that are a very strict time, whereas your to-do list has all the little things that you're just going to try to put into the schedule okay that are more flexy that more flexy okay exactly so again yeah i recommend using the calendar app if you were to text me now and like we're like hey i would love to hang out on friday night at 7 p.m yeah in that moment from that text i would go to my calendar app i'd put it in and now you're set now you're in my sketch oh this is so embarrassing because you know when you send me stuff like that and i say let me check my calendar one second i know you get up and you (laughs) go down into the cellar and yes. scribe it into the wall with a hammer yes. and nail. And then I come back and I hit you back on my technology. I know, but advanced, you know what's so. just like if you're out, 
Like, what if you're out and you're not near your... I know, your... but I have photographic memory of my No, schedule. Natalie, Natalie, we, for time management skills, we cannot rely on photographic memory. I know. <laughs> you guys, it's bad. It's bad, but we're working on it. And, in fact, I actually do have a new time management uh, journaling exercise that I've been doing. Oh. That I would love to share oh, please with share. the group. We'd love to share. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> yes. So because I've been trying to be better at managing my time and not feeling so overwhelmed, and I am going to employ Corinne to help me to um, move into 3008 on the calendar app. But basically, every morning I look at my schedule, which is a physical. Handwritten scribe. Handri- right. Yes. Okay. Scroll. And I do a quick little journal routine. It takes me like three or five minutes. And it just helps me to recenter and refocus my energy for the day. And it does help my productivity. Mm. And so here's how it goes. Top of my page, I write down a mantra for myself okay. that I want to take through the day. Love it. You know, just so it's in the back of my head. Then I write down the three things that I'm grateful for. Oh, I love this. You got to start your day with some gratitude, mm-hmm. right? It puts you in a good, a good mind frame. And then I put three ways that I want to feel that day. So some days I wake up and I'm already overwhelmed. Yeah, and most I'm like, days for me. Yes. And I write down, you know, I want to feel peaceful. Mm-hmm. I also, the other day I wrote down, I want to feel calm with the outcome of the day. Mm-hmm. Because I knew I wasn't going to get everything done. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to be mad at myself for it. So you write down the ways, maybe you want to feel clear-minded. Three ways that you want to feel that day. And then I write down my three, this kind of goes back to our boy Eisenhower. Mm. I write down the three top priorities that are must-dos. Important and urgent. Three. Most important, most urgent. And sometimes that is like, I have to go to the grocery store today. Yeah. Like, it, we can't do that this That is important anymore. and at times yes. urgent. Yes. So I do those three. And then... I follow that with two things that I will do for myself as self-care. And this could be treating myself to a glass of wine by the end of the night. Well, we know you're doing that. (laughs) I'm doing that every damn night now. Uh, Maybe I'm watching a movie, but I'll write down like, watch. This movie, right? You know, Hocus Pocus or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I really feel will kind of push me. To get everything done so that I'm like, I know at the end of the day, I'm pouring a glass of wine and I'm watching a movie, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the very last thing that I write down is just something that I'm manifesting into my life. So, wow. Yes. Where did you come up with this? You know, I saw it. Somebody was doing, I saw some blogger had a different version of this. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of made it into my own. I wanted to add like the manifestation, right, the mindset, the the stuff that I try to do just like on my own to recenter, mm-hmm. I thought, how can I like put this into one quick kind of thing? Round yeah. Quick little thing. Well that's that's great. Yeah. Such a great way to figure out how your time and it even your mental time. Yes, because I do think when I get super overwhelmed, I become useless Mm -hmm. because my brain can't figure out it's like I have so many tabs open I don't even know where to begin and so it helps me to also have the mindset have the mantra for the day however I want to feel and you know you know when you wake up sometimes you just know like I'm gonna feel so fucking overwhelmed today (laughs) and I want to feel peaceful yeah or whatever 
And so when you, I think there is something also of when you physically write that down, it kind of like you're reminded. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, no, it's fine. We're going to be peaceful today, even if none of this happens. Right. I love that. Yeah. So that's my little morning routine that I'm working on that I will scribe into my stone tablets. No, you're not because you're going to get that calendar. I'm going to get the calendar. You know, and you're going to have your weekly, out. daily to-do list can paired just, with your schedule. Can I ask you a quick question? Because yeah. I'm wondering maybe if other people are the same as me. The only reason that I don't do it is because I hate getting notified every I don't get four noti- seconds. I don't like, get notified. This is happening. I only get notified on things I want to get notified on. And, I, and so actually everything I put into my calendar I do put a one hour alert before it happens and a two hour alert before it happens so I do get a pop-up like if it's happening in two hours oh see I don't or, want that well I mean like I have a lot of things like my orthodontist appointment this morning right and like I sometimes I forget things so I'm like yeah. two hours before it's like orthodontist at, and you're like at oh, 9 45 yeah. I'm like cool I'm start getting ready for that yeah but you don't have to do that you know you don't have to do that saying. I set that like that okay so there's options for us but you should. <laughs> okay. It's not that bad. <laughs> I know. It's just, it just stresses me out because then I usually get an email. Too. No, you don't get an email. Okay. Well, clearly I don't Natalie know. Natalie has a lot of um, <laughs> therapy to be doing about the calendar app. It's very triggering. It's extremely <laughs> triggering. <laughs> but very useful. Um, so <laughs> we hope you understand a little bit more about time management, yes. how to prioritize your day, some apps that could actually help you mm-hmm. with your time management, and then how to maximize your time and how to center yourself before every day and not get overwhelmed. Yes. Actually, I wanted to add one more thing that I just thought of there is there are apps that I personally we personally have not used but I have heard of apps that you can download that will prevent you from going on like Instagram I used to have that on my computer back in the day for college yeah it was called I don't even know I remember what it was called yeah but if that is um, something you struggle with that's another app that you can look into yeah, I'm sure there's a time. bunch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because that that uh, obviously is a big time sucker. Yes. So, so we just want to say thank you again to Brandy Martinez for DMing us and giving us this topic suggestion. Yes. If you want to suggest a topic for this show, you can DM us at Am I Doing This Right Pod or email us at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com. Gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review and also share with your friends. All these things help we us just, grow. We're just trying to circulate. We're trying to help yes. as many people as possible. Yes. And reading and reviewing us helps so much. So very much. And I actually want to just plug one more thing. Okay. I have a movie coming out on Disney Plus yes. on December 11th. <gasps> Yay! And it's called Safety. And if yes. you want to check it out, keep your eyes out for a heartwarming, heartwarming, feel film. good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we need a feel good movie. We do need a feel good movie. And this is really, really special. And I think you guys would love it. So it's called Safety, and it'll be out on Disney Plus on December 11th. December 11th. What a great day. 12 11. Yes. <laughs> I love the number 11. Okay, so Natalie, after that plug, that shameless plug. Loved um, it. Let's circle back on this Grenache that we've been drinking this entire episode. The Grenache. The Grenache. That I've almost drank all of it. Me too. When we first sipped it, I was, I like, was like, whoa. 
It really like smacked it was me like, in the face. Jesus Christ. It just bitched at me. <laughs> it I was like, really did. Look, okay. We're going to be doing that, all right. I know. <laughs> but I kind of like but it. But now I'm into it. It took a second to open up, I think. Oh, is that? I don't even know what that means. I think it, yeah. You, you, so with red wines, sometimes you want to let them breathe for a minute. Mm. You pour it or open the bottle and kind of let it get some air. Yeah. Open it really did Because that breathing. first sip, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> but now. I, I, like, I like it. So let's talk about our hottie of the week, which yeah. is, uh, I feel like someone that you're passionate about. Am I passionate about him? Oh, yeah, you talked about him in another episode. Well, I just talked about how fucking <laughs> hilarious his GQ article was. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to categorize you. Robert as that. Pattinson. It's Robert Pattinson. Yes. Who we all love, obviously, as Edward, but I think is just really a jack of all trades. He really is. Actually, I would like to bring it back very briefly to safety. <laughs> when you were filming Safety, she she called me and she was like, "I've got a day off." And, uh, oh God, yes. <laughs> she, she's like, I think I'm going to go see a movie just by myself and I'm really going to like it. And I said, Oh, what are you going to go see? It was, was it the I lighthouse. I saw the lighthouse, which Robert Pattinson is in. I was in Atlanta filming and I saw it by myself and, um, not the movie to see by yourself. <laughs> um, at some point he has intercourse with a mermaid, a mermaid. that he's hallucinating. Um, there's all types of uh, murdering and... Isn't it in black and white? It's in black and white. And I it, never saw it because after you came out, you said, so I think I've made a mistake. I made a huge mistake <laughs> saying that by myself for sure. It was very odd and I don't know why I did. But yes, Robert Pattinson, our hottie of the week, yes, was in it. He was in <laughs> it. And he. I do think he's a jack of all trades. And he is very dark and mysterious. He's very mysterious, but he's also funny and quirky. Yeah, he's very quirky. And he's also Batman. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, I know. He's I knew that. Batman. Yeah, he's in a Batman. So what do we think this uh, hmm. Grenache, how it stacks up against RP. Hmm. I give it a nine. I was going to say a nine. I say it's a nine. Can you remind the listeners yes. of what, what it is? It is a drinking? 2017 hard point, and it also says full draw. I don't know if the winery is. Oh, here it is. Produced and bottled by Full Draw Vineyard in Paso Robles, California. Okay. So it is Full Draw is the winery, and it's a 2017 Hard Point Grenache. Okay. Well, it'll be linked in the show notes if you want to try a bottle of this. Yes. We recommend it. A 100% nine out of percent Grenache. Okay. Yeah. And nine do, out of Robert Pattinson. I do like um, the front of the bottle. Oh, yeah. The front of the do- the bottle is a dog. It's a dog. And the label's like cut in half. So it's kind of a cool label, but it was hard to figure out who makes it. Yeah. But I we like we recommend. Yeah, I really do. Just let it open up for a second because at first I didn't think I was into it. Okay. Okay. So this Let's is... Let's do the wrap up. Yeah. So this is the part of the show where we play a little game, mm-hmm. just a decompress to manage our time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, today we are playing Who'd You Rather? Who'd You Rather? Do you want me to go first or you want to go first? Yours are always so fucking crazy, but I think I did a pretty good job today. Okay. Yay. You go first. Uh, no, I'm, I'm feeling self-conscious about it. Do you want me to go first? No, I'm going to go. Okay. I believe in myself. Okay. Yeah, I believe in you. Um, so, Natalie, yes. who would you rather? Okay. Kermit the Frog. Oh, wow. Or Elmo. Kermit. Now that I thought about it, yeah. You know why? Because Elmo's like a baby, right? 
Oh, maybe. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I just thought how Kermit is a loyal lover. Oh, yeah, he's loyal. Like, he'll die for Miss Piggy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I need true. that in my life. <laughs> I need loyalty. Okay? Yeah. So I want that Kermit the Frog. You want, yeah, ride or die. It's not easy being green. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> but also, upon reflection, I do think Elmo is a four-year-old. I do. Yeah. Actually, how old is Oh, no. He has his own apartment. He has his own, he has his own apartment, I think. He has his own world. <laughs> well, I know Elmo's that, but I, but I think he does, like, have his, I think he has a one-bedroom in the city. So he's doing pretty well he's doing for pretty himself. Well. So he's not a baby. Okay. Wow. Okay. But I do, his voice throws me though, because he has kind of a baby voice. Yeah. I'd love to know how old he is. <laughs> really, I would. I would love to know what his, uh, what he's making and. Yeah. How old do you think SpongeBob is? <sighs> how old? I bet you they have ages, right? I know. I think SpongeBob's 30. I was going to say like 32. Yeah. That sounds right for Sponge. When is Elmo? This is, Elmo throws me. Maybe he's like 28. In a one bedroom? Well, hey, I don't know. That's me, so. We're going to have to figure this out. Scientific method. But let me hit you with your. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Also, I can't remember if I've already done this one, but it's just seared in my brain. So if I've already done it, let me know. Who would you rather? Dr. Oz Mm. or Dr. Phil? (sighs) Dr. Phil. Right? Come on. It's got to be Dr. Phil. He's got sex appeal. Does he really? I I don't know. Is. He, he, that bald head and that mustache, though. Ooh. More, I mean, no, no shame to Dr. Oz. He just feels like he's got a lot of work done. But <laughs> <laughs> that is off-putting. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. And sometimes he says things where you're like, what? Yeah. It's a little off-putting for me. Dr. Phil has like a little bit of a little bit of a swag to him. Yeah, that's true. It's he's, all about the swag. He's got a little swag to him. Yeah. He's got a little Texas accent. Also, Another loyal man. Oh, he's loyal? Oh, he's been with his wife for Oh, yeah. Well, she's always on the show. And she's always right there in the front. That's sweet. Love that for them. I love that for them. Yeah. Okay. So um, Kermit and Dr. Phil Dr. it is. Phil. We'll put it in the uh, – we'll let you guys – We'll do a poll. On, do the polls. Uh, on, on how old these characters also, are. Also, <laughs> yeah. Let us know. How old do you think Elmo and SpongeBob are? And Kermit. And I could Kermit. Because Kermit could be 110. I don't even know. He gives me a cool 37. Really? I feel like he's a little bit older. Do you think that uh, Miss Piggy's younger? Or she's lying about her age. I could see her lying about her age. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? She's defo lying about her age. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Uh, Okay, well, thanks for listening to this episode about time management and we will see you next week with we'll another see you topic. Next week, and uh, we're gonna schedule our next topic in, and I'm gonna do it on my goddamn calendar app. Okay. Hey, ayo, <laughs> love you, love you guys.